Welcome back to Seahawk Talks, the Salt Lake Sentinels podcast. We'll discuss international, local, and school news and feature interviews with staff members and students. Stick around to the end where I'll break down the biggest stories you need to know about. It's February 27th, 2020. It's International Pokemon Day. I'm Helen Ehrlich. We'll begin with the Seahawk School highlight, the top stories from around Salt Lakes. Genesis Works is looking to accept South Lake students. They are a nonprofit organization that provides free professional opportunities for students looking for more growth and mentorship. For more information, go to their website at genesisworks.org. That's G-E-N-E-S-Y-S works.org. Become a Virginia State Parks Youth Conservation Corps crew member. If you're between the ages of 14 to 17, you could spend three weeks working in a Virginia State Park this summer. DECA has a competition this weekend, and we wish them lots of luck. NPR is currently filming right here at South Lakes, all about the vaping crisis in U.S. schools. We look forward to seeing the story. And now for the Big Story Breakdown, explaining the biggest stories you need to know about. So since our last episode, a lot has happened in terms of the 2020 presidential election. I'm going to start by explaining what a caucus is, because that's going to be really important for the rest of this episode. So caucusing isn't at all like normal voting. It's not a secret ballot. It's completely in public. People go to places like school gyms, and then they stand in groups to support their candidate. If the candidate isn't viable, and that means they have less than 15% of support around the state, then the people in that candidate's cluster have to go pick another candidate. They continue to do that until the top candidates remain, and then those candidates get a number of delegates that will go to the Democratic National Convention to support that state's pick for candidacy. In the Iowa caucuses, they were allowed to vote on an app. It was made through an app called Shadow, and the app essentially crashed, and a bunch of results weren't in. It took about a week to get any official results, and the results still remain kind of foggy. People aren't sure. It's come down to the fact that Pete Buttigieg likely has won the delegates, and Bernie Sanders likely won the popular vote, but some people think that they completely tied. By all indications, we are going on to New Hampshire victorious. And when those results are announced, I have a good feeling we're going to be doing very, very well here in Iowa. So New Hampshire was the next state to vote. They had primary, which is how we vote here in Virginia. Bernie Sanders won. He won nine delegates, and he got 25.7% of the vote. Pete Buttigieg came in second with nine delegates, and he got 24.4% of the vote. And Amy Klobuchar had a surprise third-place finish with six delegates and 19.8% of the vote. Thank you, New Hampshire. We love you, New Hampshire. Um, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden followed. And it was at this point that candidates like Deval Patrick. Hi, everyone. I'm Deval Patrick. I used to be governor of Massachusetts. Michael Bennett. I'm Michael Bennett, and for the past 10 years, I've been a senator from the great state of Colorado. And Andrew Yang. Hello, I'm Andrew Yang, and I'm running for president as a Democrat in 2020. Dropped out of the race because they realized they no longer had a chance of winning the presidency. Then we moved on to Nevada. First of all, there was a really big debate in Nevada. So in Nevada, a new candidate was added to the debate stage, and that was Michael Bloomberg. He is the mayor from New York, he's a billionaire, and he's known for pouring millions and millions of his own funds into the campaign. Because he came in to the race so late, he is not on the ticket in Nevada and New Hampshire, but he is now going to be in the next few elections, Super Tuesday states, South Carolina, and all the states that follow. The DNC, 
made an exception to allow him to be on the stage despite his lack of fundraising because he has jumped so high in the polls. And on the stage in Nevada, he was absolutely torn to shreds. Every candidate was out to get Bloomberg. Elizabeth Warren definitely made the most pointed attacks at him. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. And some people question why they were as focused on Bloomberg when Bernie Sanders has strongly been in the lead. We saw this when he secured 24 delegates and 46.8% of the vote. Joe Biden came in as a semi-distant second place with nine delegates and 20.2% of the vote. And Pete Buttigieg got three delegates and 14.3% of the vote. And this was really impressive because Bernie Sanders led in pretty much every single demographic group except for voters over the age of 65. And that was where Joe Biden really drew most of his support. Bernie Sanders pulled the most voters from college-educated, non-college-educated, young, Latino. He really built a really strong coalition, which people are saying could be dangerous for the other candidates going into the other states. And candidates clearly knew that on the debate stage in South Carolina. Really? Really? The debate was on Tuesday of this week. It was the same stage as before. Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, Michael Bloomberg, and then Tom Steyer was back on the stage. And it was pretty much just fighting. Tom, I think she was talking about my plan, not yours. I think we All were right. talking about math, and it no, doesn't take no, two it's, hours it's, well, to do the math. Because let's talk about let's what talk it adds about up to. Well, we math. Don't. You wrote the crime bill Where we that come you from, that's called okay. Tommy Conway. You didn't write that bill. I, did I wrote write, that bill. I wrote the bill. Can I respond to the Doing nothing is what will happen. Senator Sanders, you were allowed to quick response, and then we would like to allow the moderator, guys. Here's the deal. I'm not out of time. You spoke over time, and I'm going to talk. The entire time, there didn't seem to be a lot of direction. And we're seeing this because candidates really, really want to prove how strong they are in South Carolina. Joe Biden is banking on this. He's really run on the fact that he is the, quote, electable candidate. And if he doesn't win South Carolina, his entire argument is essentially useless. Candidates were really attacking Sanders because he is such a strong front rider right now and they want to get ahead of him. But we're going to have to wait and see what happens in South Carolina. If Sanders dips and doesn't come in second or third as he's predicted to do, then it means that the candidates' attacks on him have been successful. Virginia is a Super Tuesday state, so we look forward to voting next Tuesday, which means we also have a day off of school, and we likely will not have a podcast episode before that. So good luck voting, and we'll have information on our website about how you can vote and how you can get people in your area to vote. Thank you for listening to Seahawk Talks, South Lake Sentinel's podcast. I hope you listen in again next time. If you enjoyed the music on this episode, you can find more of Reston's Catch and Toad's music on their website. Thank you for listening to Seahawk Talks, South Lake Sentinel's podcast. I hope you listen in again next time. If you enjoyed the music on this episode, you can find more of Reston's Catch and Toad's music on their website.